Bienvenidos al podcast de Latino Founder Hour. Each week, we invite you to spend an in-depth hour with us as we speak with a Latino startup founder from somewhere around the world. Aquí conocerás esas historias de éxito y fracasos, retos personales y lecciones aprendidas. And we have fun. We're live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in at StartupRadioNetwork.com. O en versión podcast después del show. Escucha. Listen. Aprende. Learn. Y emprende. Launch. Y buenos días a todos. Bienvenidos a Latino Founder Hour Podcast, episodio 71. Hoy, de saluda Edgar Navas, fundador de Clica. Ah, perdón. Y Silvia Salazar, fundadora de Tono Latino. Y bueno, hoy tenemos desde Nueva York a Tania Álvarez de regreso en el estudio. Tania, bienvenida, fundadora de Ownershop. ¿Cómo estás, Tania? Buenos días. Bien, gracias. And thank you for having me on the show. Oh, love it. Love it. We want to hear, you know, what's, what's been going on in this past year. Oh, so much personal and business on the on both fronts. <laughs> well, wh why don't we start from the beginning, just to get uh, the, the people a refresher, who you are, you know, where are you coming from, and what you, what you founded in the past? So my background is I started my first company at the age of 25, grew it from college debt to over one million within the first year, continued growing it, and then sold it. And then since then, I've started uh, four other companies, and then invested in some and bootstrapped the other ones. And right now I'm in the business that's called Owners Up, and it's an accountability mastermind for service-based entrepreneurs. Okay, and, and, and what is a service-based entrepreneur? How, how do you define that? I would define it as people who are consultants, people who have like an online education product or an online service, or it could be coaches. So somebody who's probably charging around, I would say $1,000, for their services. Okay. All right. So, um, w you know, we talked to you last year and you were, st you, you were starting the company. Where are, you, where are you right now? So we have grown the company. So we have people, we've hired a bunch of business coaches to facilitate the groups. And then right now I'm actually in the beginning process of writing a book. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Like you don't have enough to stuff to do? You <laughs> yeah. have a book on top of it. Oh, okay. Are you using your accountability techniques to help you write yes, the book? Yes, it's actually, yes. The book is about um, pretty much how to create a personal advisory group and an accountability group to actually achieve any goal that you have. Okay, because, you know, that, that was one of the important parts that I remember and one of the takes from last year. Um, you know, the importance of your platform to give, a, uh, to bring accountability to ourselves as, you know, founders. It's like, okay, it's a very lonely road. Uh, we all know about it. We have ups and downs. But we also try to, you know, we, we, we're not very good at putting metrics on ourselves and, and metrics, you know, that, that accountability within hand. Exactly. Well, you don't measure, you have to measure everything or you can't see the progress. Correct. So, this this yeah. reminds me a little bit, like, it's similar to the these trends that I'm seeing. And Tanya, feel free to tell me that if I'm crazy. But these groups that I'm seeing on Facebook with workout coaches where you sign up for remote workouts that you do, but there's a there's an app where everybody checks in and has to log their workouts or their nutrition. And then there's a coach and there's goals that you do as a team or as an individual. Yes, very similar to that. We call ourselves like the CrossFit for small businesses. But with those groups, 
I'm not sure about the groups that you're seeing, but usually, for example, I've been in groups where there's like, I'm one of like 200 people. And it's great, but it still doesn't give me the accountability I need. I need to be in a small group of people. So when I don't show up or I'm not there, people will be like, hey, they Tanya, notice. what's going on? Yeah, yeah. they notice. No, I was <laughs> thinking more of like beach body. Which is something that I've been doing. Beach body workouts that you do with. Well, I have that along? <laughs> and they, they are, what, like teams or like groups of about 10, 15, maybe 20 individuals. So you And you introduce yourself. Um, there are goals. There's constant motivation and check-ins with your coach, things like that. So that what you're saying kind of reminded me of that. Yep, exactly like that. Just smaller groups of five. Oh, Oh, Very you know intimate. what? Uh, we had a guest uh, last week from New York. I don't know if you know Jen Morilla. Uh, yes, she's actually an owner's up member. Oh my <gasps> gosh. Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome because I was like, well, we can put you together. I know she's yeah. launched a new face on her social girl travel and it will be perfect for her. So I bet you her mastermind is one of the goals that she was supposed to achieve and that Tanya's holding her accountable to. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. So that's fantastic that, that you guys know each other and are working together. Absolutely. Just seen her grow her business very quickly. Oh, yeah. And morphing. I mean, I know she started, you know, traveling with a mission. And now it's, you know, also, you know, this new phase of, you know, being a coach, being, a uh, you know, telling her story, but also teaching others and obviously monetizing. We've had, Super is this important. the third week in a row that we have a female guest from New York? From New York. Yes, indeed. I love this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. it's, 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 a, it's the New York month on the Latino yes. Founder Hour. So, Tanya, and, and tell us a little bit more, you know, as a company, where you are. Are you fundraising? Are you bootstrapping it? I mean, how is it growing? What else can we do to help, you know, also disseminate the, uh, the brand? So, yeah, we bootstrapped it. Um, it's been bootstrapped. It's been growing about... Each year, I would say it's growing about 35%. And we're looking right now this year to kind of double it. So by the end of the year, we're hoping to double. We're getting really just putting more videos, more of our case studies and testimonials out there. Before, we were just doing Facebook ads and just word of mm -hmm. mouth. Okay. But now we're telling the story of our members. All right. Now, Tanya, you're not focusing solely on underrepresented founders. You're you know, focusing on any entrepreneurs. Is that right? What was the question? Sorry, am, am I focusing on... Oh, underrepresented minority founders. Or, or just everyone. We focus on everyone because we want the diversity, but we do have... Actually, if anybody on this program or anybody, um, we are, do we have a program that is about underdogs? So it's underrepresented. I like that. That's a different way of saying underdogs. I like that way. <laughs> <laughs> and what we want to do is... We want to create groups where it's free for because owners up is $497 a month. But these people, they would get it free for three months. And then we would have the businesses in owners up that are doing successful actually coach them. Oh, so I would say it's like a, a buy, it's like the Tom's T-shirt model, right? Where, yeah. I mean, the shoe model where you buy one, you get one. Yeah. Give something. Oh, that, that, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah no, no, that's, and, and that's also great marketing. Uh, for, for you know, for the company, is it a hundred percent remote? Is it in person? We do all our group calls via Zoom, so okay. it's a video call, and then they're just weekly video calls, and 
right now we help companies grow their businesses by 33% within three months. Oh, wow. And it's mostly U.S. or worldwide? We have, um, it's mostly U.S., but we've had people in Colombia. We've had it in Spain, London, yeah. Okay. (laughs) And actually Australia. Of all, but wow. So, so can can you give us like an example? Like, walk us through. You know, uh, if I'm a new member, if I'm looking to become a member, what would I see in, in the platform? What's the client journey? Yeah. Is that yeah? So immediately, you would have a one-on-one with one of our business coaches, and it would be one-hour session where we plan out your whole year. We give you an action plan on what you need to hit your goals, so that you can get clarity on where you want to go. Then we put you in a group based on we go through a business assessment and what you need. And let's say you're really good in systems and your expertise is marketing, but you wanted a little bit more financial help and a little bit more of like content creation. We would put you with entrepreneurs whose expertise is that. And then every week you would have a call and you have a, and our thing is our um, tagline is we help businesses solve their biggest issue in 11 minutes. So every week you have 11 minutes and you'll solve your biggest business challenge that week. Okay, so solve biggest challenge in 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. And why is there 11? That number is so particular. Usually it would yeah. be like 10 or 15. <laughs> or 9. Yeah, but what's up with the 11? <laughs> it's we have five people on the call. So just in case somebody runs over a minute. And then we also acknowledge people for all their achievements the previous week. Got it. Okay. And then we're able to do in a short amount of time because we built out a software where people report what they have accomplished and their lessons. Okay. So so is is it kind of like a board, like Trello or uh, Basecamp, you know, any um, uh, project, uh, PM software management where you can see boards and it's like, okay, this is what I've done. This is, you know, the, the, the... percentage completed, etc. Yes, but think of it like um, a Fitbit or Strava. I don't know if you've ever seen Strava where you report no. your progress on your runs and your cycling, no. and then it shows you data. So, for example, when you accomplish something like, so every day you'll be writing what you accomplished and the time it took you. And what we do is we chart that data to show you actually where you're spending your time so you can be working smarter. Oh, I see. Wow. And everybody has their own personal dashboard, but then all the whole community can actually see it so they can hold you accountable and course correct you if you need it. Wow. Okay. No, no, no. Now we, now we get it. Yeah. So, so, all right. So it's certain, like, similar to the tools that we use to complete tasks, but um, on, on a personal level. But I like the tagline, you know, this, the solve the biggest challenge in 11 minutes because it's through gradual incremental change that you're going to be able to accomplish you, those goals. Uh, long-term goals, that. yeah. And I remember. And it's like, yeah, go it's ahead. like going back to the beach body example. So imagine everybody in her group of ten people writing down what they actually wanted to. Do they want to lose weight? Do they want to have more energy? And then being held accountable to that. And then everybody jotting down what they actually ate and exercised. And then everyone mm-hmm. can see it. Okay. And and I I remember you know talking to you and I have my notes here from last time. I mean all these you know. It, it drives on the competitive spirit, and you were at that time you were training for a marathon. Is that right? 
Was I during that time? I don't even remember. Yeah, well, I have it in <laughs> my notes. He so. wrote that down. <laughs> it's in my notes. <laughs> and now you're talking about Fitbit and Strava, yeah, and I'm so like, I, like, I really I remember think. Some yeah. of yes, I've been, so I've completed half Ironmans, um, oh marathons, all of that. But I'm actually, so I have a rare disease that's called osteogenesis imperfecta. And so right around, I'm 41, I just turned 41, but at the age of 35, I found out that I had this, even though my sister, my oldest sister, has been in a wheelchair and has broken over 100 bones. So I have the least severe um, version of this. So the reason why I asked you if I did the marathon is I haven't, I found out during that time because I fractured my hip. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And then since then, I've just been... um, you know, I'm still now I'm cycling, but I can't do high impact unless I want a mm-hmm. hip replacement by the time I was 40, they said. Oh, so wow. I've been off running, but I've been, um, since I was 14, I've been a competitive athlete. Oh, my goodness. So now I've turned my uh, focus on doing century rides, which are 100 miles and cycling. Yeah. Unbelievable. You make I, me I, feel like such a lazy human. I know. I know. <laughs> very. Uh, yeah. I, I, again, we're feeling inadequate today. Yes. Very. It's my form of meditation. <laughs> <laughs> my form of meditation are usually tacos, but that's, yeah. that's not here or there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, no, going back to um, to owner soap, Tanya. So uh, if, if I'm here, I subscribe, I, I got this weekly meetings. Uh, can you give us a couple of examples, even without mentioning names, or if you want, that, that's fine. People, how, what, what kind of results they've achieved? Yeah, absolutely. So we have this member who's been in business for eight years. He runs a digital t-shirt business. So it's online and it's also brick and mortar. Okay. And he was running his business averaging $18,000 a month. And then in less than, I would say, about four months, we have him at $55,000 on average each month. Oh, wow. And we're hoping by August, he's going to be at $80,000. Holy smokes. So those are the results that we've had. And it's not based on, like, we're not giving online education. Sure, we're giving them, when they have a question, we give them Mm -hmm. a template, we give them a goal recipe. Oh, I I actually didn't mention that's what we have changed. But I'll, I'll go back to that, just back on Samir. And what we did is, he was so close to his business issues that he couldn't see. He needed perspective. So we're able to focus him in and then give him resources so he wouldn't have to go down the rabbit hole of, oh, do I need this platform? What should I do here? So it's almost shortcutting everything to get those results. And, and you know what? I, I think everybody can relate to that yeah. example because I, I know um, I, I, I need to be held accountable and put all the things that I need to do. And I know that my to-do list and blah, 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 everybody has their systems, but it's not the same when you have people, you know, calling you on it. And and on a weekly basis, it's even better. Or what Tanya said about you're so head down in your business that you don't realize other things that are obvious to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, we've all experienced this. Edgar pointed stuff out to me about my business that I was doing wrong. He's like, Sylvia, why aren't you doing this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Things like the importance of video. Yeah, for example. <laughs> for example. <laughs> for just example. an idea. Yeah. But I, I, just, I just love hearing these stories. I mean, from $18,000 to potentially $80,000 this yeah, August. That's the, a yeah, month. a 4X. That, that's incredible. Um, yeah, and that's a real metric. I mean, that, that's an impact. 
it's on like, the bottom yeah, line. Yeah. You want to show us the impact and the growth of your company and your traction? Yeah, here you go. Here it is. And it's for him and for you as owners up. Yeah, for product I'm validation. Like, this is what we've done with, with our clients. Do they stay? Like, is it this team of five? Is it like a cohort that stays together or do they complete a certain amount of time and then you shuffle people? We actually ha- have them stay and they've been there like we've had our business for four years and some of these members have been with each other for four years because their business has grown to that next level. Wow. Oh, wow. So we had another um, guy, his name's Jason, and he was running a design company. So website design company. And when you deal with those type of businesses, you end up always having to do sales. You have deadlines that get passed and sometimes payments that don't go through, right? Yeah. And we rebranded his business. So it could be actually he does marketing automation and now he has a reoccurring revenue model. So he no longer has to worry about always trying to get clients for each month to make his revenue goal. Is it through like servicing the websites that he already designed or that other people designed? No, what he does is he uses a SharpSpring, which is a marketing automation tool, and he sets that up. So then there's like these weekly uh, emails that get sent out. So most companies don't have a design team or an email to like a email structure to set it up. So he handles all of that. So every month he charges his clients and back. So imagine somebody who's been in business that long and then giving them the courage and motivation to shift their business. And now he's able to go on more vacations with his family and not worry about his business. Wow. Yeah. So it's really just having champions, right? It's kind of like what you were saying about the video. Like that's one thing, giving you perspective of video. Now you're like, okay, I'm going to do video, but now you're probably going to go down the rabbit hole of like, oh, what's my equipment? What should I write? What platforms? All of that. Yeah. So imagine having just like a checklist. And other people, you can actually bounce ideas and say, oh, this is what I did for video. This is what worked. And then they send, they send it over to you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I can see the point of that. And uh, more than that, just just the whole system of validation and having people, uh, having someone to respond to. Because sometimes, and you know, measuring. And measuring, measuring your impact. Keeping yeah. you accountable, adjusting. Because I'm sure when you start, you said you do... The one-year plan when you meet with your, with the with the client the first time, there are things that are going to have to be adjusted as you move along. There might have been some goals that you set for yourself that were originally that changed based on your changed, lifestyle or something. Or happened. you achieve them too quickly, you got to be more aggressive. Or they they were like completely a little bit too crazy, so make it a little bit more attainable. You got to make adjustments along the way. Yeah, totally. So, uh, Tanya, l- l- let us make a, a brief pause to, you know, pay our bills. Uh, we'll be right back. Absolutely. It's only 25 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Sure. CPA dudes where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Today's episode of the Latino Founder Hour is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize has broken down PR into a modular setup, keeping quality high and simply charging fees for the targeted PR you require. Check them out at publicize.co and tell them Claudia and Edgar sent you. Well, we're back at Latino Founder Hour. Thank you, Tanya, for um, explaining us. And I remember, you know, you, you told us uh, last year 
the, the term that you were using, the solopreneur, and th that's what is uh, what it applies here. Uh, but are you working with any other organizations outside just like solopreneurs, like people that are actually l leading larger companies? Yeah, so we actually tap out at three million. So usually right around three million, if you're at three million, you probably have about eight employees. Okay, I see. Give or take, it depends what type of company you're running, but. I see. And, and where and, you're running it out of. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 totally. But yeah. And, and what kind of um, marketing, you know, outside of, you know, Google, Google ads, are you guys doing anything else outside that? Well, we're currently doing a lot of LinkedIn. Okay. And we're also going to be starting our YouTube channel. Okay. So okay. sharing more of stories of productivity and how entrepreneurs are moving and just sharing like, and then we will eventually be doing a podcast, but I'm in the process of, you know, writing a book. So it just, it all depends on the goal and the roadmap. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you got enough on your plate right now. And, and can you tell us a little bit about the book? Yeah, so um, part of it is I actually formed an accountability group for so I can find the person I want to marry. Oh. And then, yeah, I did this wait, for wait, everything. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I'm processing <laughs> this because I was writing down. Repeat that again. <laughs> so everything I've ever achieved in my life, I pretty much put an accountability group together. So that went from my IVF journey to uh, finding my husband, to getting to college, to doing like marathons, half Ironmans, everything I've ever done. I've always formed a small group of people. Okay. And, and wow. Yeah. No, no. And how did that work for example, finding the husband? I mean, yeah, if you can share, I, yeah. That's exactly where I was going. I'm like, okay, I need, I need this explanation because I yeah. can share some personal stuff, even though my husband is watching. So that's going to be funny. But okay, what? please <laughs> share with us. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I did is I had one of the people in my group had me write down my values. And then what they would do is they actually challenged the values. So one of them was I wanted somebody who was ambitious, but she she challenged it and she says, do you really want someone ambitious or do you want somebody who has a really good work ethic? And she gave that example. So what ended up happening when I was dating, I was always in that gray area. And what I mean by that is ambitious was just too gray. So I would end up dating guys who were like their priority was their their business or their career. And then I became second. But that wasn't my value. My values were family oriented. You know, I wanted somebody who had a great work ethic. So when I was dating, they would actually hold me account to my values. That's one part of it. Oh, I see. Okay. So, so, so I wouldn't default to my usual. Wow. That was, no, that was great to have you... Very, very specific. It's, it's the same as having these goals that are not specific enough. That mm -hmm. you're just like, oh, I just want this. And it's like, no, 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 no. Make it specific. Yeah. Um, I didn't have an accountability group, but I said I was going to share so that Tanya doesn't feel lonely exposing and being vulnerable <laughs> on a podcast with people. I wasn't as strategic and methodical, but I made it like... You know, in that movie, Mary Poppins, that the kids make a list of how they want the perfect nanny? No, yes. I don't. Okay. Well, no. Edgar is, is like <laughs> thinking I'm crazy. But in Mary Poppins, the children make a list of everything they want in a nanny. And it turns out that this list goes up magically in the air and Mary Poppins arrives. Okay. So I made like a husband Poppins 
list and with a list of the requirements that he had to have. Like he had to know how to dance and he had to be a good family member. He had to be a, a nice... There was a, there was a lot of stuff on that list. Wow. And he, he completed the list. And, I, one, and there he is. Yes. Yeah, and there he is. And one, one day, I, he didn't know that I did this. So well, I think... Now he does. Five years, no, five years into our marriage or something like that, I found the list and I gave it to him and I said, look. Oh, wow. I and, made this list and she before it. I met you. And then I met you and you met, you know, there might have been like something that I, that he, I mean, it's not perfect, that wasn't checked off. But other than that. He checked all the yes, boxes. Yes, he checked the important boxes on that list were checked. So All I right. gave it to him. No, but I, you know what? That, that's that's impressive. You know, so you started your business way before you actually, uh, you know, the concept of ownership was in your life way before. Obviously, it became a business. That's what I, w I wanted to say. So you had the system, you know, for your personal life for a long, from a long time ago. Yes. Okay. Absolutely, and, I wouldn't be able to pull off everything I've done and achieved without it. And, and, and when do you realize, because you, you founded other companies, uh, and I remember you, you, you had one co called Blink Ads, but at one mm -hmm. point you said, like, look, this system that I have for my life that I've used in the past, I can turn it into a business because I see an opportunity. When, when was that moment? I think it was right around um, I when I realized I defied so many odds and Like just even growing up in a single household, you know, my mother who came from Colombia to Miami and didn't really have that much support raising four kids. So probability I shouldn't have gone to like a really good school. I should have graduated based on all those odds against me. And just seeing everything I've been able to achieve and people asking me that, and I was like, wow, it wasn't me who did this. It was really the community of people mm -hmm. just helping me out, encouraging me. Every time I would fall down, they would say, you can do this. And they held me to my highest level where sometimes I couldn't see myself there. Okay. Oh, wow. That's inspiring. And, and you grew up in Miami. That's right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I did. So you had this network of people always pushing you. But, but you know, the competitive nature comes from you. Um. Yeah, I would say it's it's interesting. Is it innate or did I learn it? I'm not sure. Because my mother did have to kind of pull everything together. And remind, remember, she heard my oldest sister mm -hmm. who had a disability. Okay. okay. So she raised four kids on her own. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, did I just learn it from her and her encouraging me? Like she always had it on every wall. A uh, sticker that had a poem that said, don't quit when things go wrong, as they sometimes will. And I still have the whole poem memorized. And it was everywhere on each wall. Okay, wow. No, that's remarkable. Yeah, like, like you said, you know, uh, being a single mom in a foreign country and with a disability. I mean, holy smokes. That, that, that's just incredible. Kudos to the mom. Are your, are your siblings also as competitive as you are? That's a good question. Um, my oldest sister, yes. And I would say they're all competitive their own way. But yeah, I think I might be the one who's in the sports. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and founding I companies. Mean, yeah. And for those of you who just joined us, I mean, we're not talking like, oh, 
you know, she she does a little sports here and there. No, this woman was training for an Ironman. Multiple Ironman. Multiple. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, marathons. And yeah. now And now Century rides, 100, 100 mile rides. Wow. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Hey, Tanya, so right now, where are you with, with owners? Up? Are you looking for funding or are you just thinking of bootstrapping it, uh, making it grow, and then eventually, you know, raising capital? I would say I'm just going to do bootstrap. Okay. And why is that? Um, well, with investors, I have had raised money before, and I think that I just really want to make sure – like I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs. Like right now there's what, a 90% uh, failure rate. Uh-huh. So I want to take that and shift that percentage to 90% success rate. And if you think about it, only like, I think it's like the stats are 11% of companies make over a million. Okay. And so if I really wanted to quickly, like if I want to raise money and quickly do all of that, I, I would assume that they would want me to go after companies that are over one million because those people can afford more, they can pay more. But I really want to get those companies that are under a million. Some people aren't even even near six figures annually. I and love that is the majority of companies going forward. So if I took on investors, it would change my mission. I love this so much because it goes back to to what you just said. This is about the mission and not about getting millions and millions of dollars in investment. It reminds me a little bit of what we heard from Jen Morilla last year, Mm -hmm. last last week, excuse me. Uh, And Edgar and I were at a conference last year, the Black and Brown Founders in Philadelphia last year, and the success rate of bootstrap companies was much, much, much much higher higher than those companies with VC funding. So... I am like giving you. I cannot give you a standing digital high ovation. five. Yeah, digital high five because <laughs> we're in a very very tight space, and if I stand up, the, I'm gonna make everything collapse. But I'm giving you a digital high five from all across the other side of the country. No, and and you know what? We'd love so much you, you to hear the stories about social entrepreneurship, and and we hear that term over and over, and sometimes it's difficult to. To really, you know, uh, see, okay, what's behind it? I, you know, is it just a name, or is it an actual mission? And company, you know, people like you actually put this before any financial interest. And and we gotta be realistic. Everybody has to eat. Everybody has to pay mortgage and all that. So nobody's saying that you should do it for free. Absolutely, you you need to get paid, especially for this exceptional mission. But remember, at the beginning of the podcast, for those of us who were, for those of you who weren't here. Tanya shared that for the underdogs that can't afford the monthly subscription fee to her program at Owners Up, there are, it's kind of like a scholarship, like mm-hmm. the, the Tom's model of the shoes that you buy one and you give one. This And pay it forward. Yeah. This pay it forward model also exists in Owners Up. So there's, again, link to her mission to make 90% of entrepreneurs successful by helping those that have less resources, monetary and network resources to move their, their businesses forward. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm going to throw this idea out here. And if there's any investors listening or, you know, now or in the future, uh, maybe a model where they can actually invest in your company, but in a way of, you know, giving away uh, memberships to people like, you know, to people. Hey, like a scholarship. Gonna, yeah, scholarship. If you're going to invest in me, also buy me, you know, uh, a year membership. 
because well, it's investing in in your own, in your own product. It's That's investing in your idea. investment. Hey, VC people, angel yeah. people, angel seed, and and we we got a with the interview a few of them. So, I think you know this this could be a, a good model. I don't know if you thought about it before, Tanya, uh, or or something in those lines. I have um, I've spoken to accelerators and co-working spaces. So. When I spoken to a couple of accelerators here in New York, um, mm -hmm. and they were just some of them were good friends, they were saying that accelerators are some ways a marketing tool for them. And they're really just vetting kind of one or two companies. Okay. But unfortunately, sometimes the success rate isn't as, as much. Like, uh, of course, you have the Y Combinator, mm -hmm. and, but that's, that's an outlier situation. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. It's exciting to see more and more accelerators and I've seen some that are really focusing on women and really focusing on minorities. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that progresses. It just happened, I would say, recently. More and more are showing up, and I think that their mission and values are different than historically, like other accelerators. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, it has to do with you know tailoring the product to a consumer. So uh, I mean, we we we've been trying to do something here in Portland on the same lines because we know what's available right now. It works to a certain extent, but it doesn't work for our community, the you know, Latino community. I agree. And it's kind of like one of those, uh, you go to boot camps, you do get a lot of stuff and you achieve a lot, but then afterwards you're back to your usual. The exactly. community is not there. Yes, you're absolutely right. And, and you know what? And, and those lines, you know, I like what you do. That is like, a, we want to implement a, a certain level of accountability where we're just like, okay, well, let's talk about it. Let's go to this conference. Let's get together. And then a week later, everybody's just like gone their own way, alone, you know, you know, doing the struggle. And what we talk about, it's just long and forgotten or just put in the back burner because, I mean, that, that's the reality. Back to the analogies about health and exercise. It's like the difference between one of those seven-day cleanses of your body that's like, okay, you can wear that dress for that party after that seven-day cleanse, but then you're going to go back to your thing. Yep. And Owners Up is more of like a lifestyle change for your business where you make adjustments, you get feedback, you take measurements, you, you change things, and it's a long-term commitment and journey that gives you better results. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> Bro, I'm on fire today because I have my Did coffee. someone record that? I think that should be the tagline. <laughs> a lot yeah. of recording. Because I, I, last week I didn't have enough coffee, but today I did. So that's good. <laughs> last week I was very quiet and just like processing a lot of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, today she's, today she's fired I'm awake. up. I'm awake. That is perfect. Yeah. Is this recorded? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's actually live right now on Instagram, Facebook. We are and on minute. Yeah. yeah. Minutes 37 of the podcast so that when you, when we share it, you that can go back great. to that specific be like, we're not, you know, your diet cleanse. I know. And I was we like, are the holy shit. Thing. Look at this. She's, she's on fire today. Are you allowed to pass on this podcast? Yes. Got okay. Yeah. Yeah, Just making allowed. sure. <laughs> Yes, we're totally allowed. No, no, no problem. It's not FCC regulated. So, uh, Tanya, uh, all right, w we got this. Um, how do I, how do I subscribe? Where, where, where do where do we go to to get into the system? You go to success.ownersup.com. Okay. So, so we're and then, pull. if you are um, an underdog or how you said it, underrepresented, you can email your champion at ownersup.com and then mention this podcast. Awesome. Champion 
Your champion. Your champion. Now, um, okay, so we, we're gonna we're gonna put this up in the. We're both taking network. notes yeah. over here. Your champion. Yeah, and I love it. The whole pay it forward. It's. I when I was in um, high school, I was in a lot of com- lot of uh, programs that were for underrepresented. Because okay. I didn't, my family didn't grow up with a lot of resources. I so see. because of those programs, I was able to get into Wellesley. Ended up being getting scholarships. You went to Wellesley. Yes, my cousin oh, wow. went to Wellesley, and I went on a tour. So you went from Miami to Boston. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been I felt like I was the only Latina there. It was very interesting. I'm oh, sure really? like you, you probably were. <laughs> uh, that is one beautiful campus. Just random thought. I when I went there on a visit, I couldn't believe that this that they had like these brick um, chimenea. Como se dice chimenea? Fireplaces. Or no. Yeah. no. In the dorms. With, oh wow! Yeah, that's fancy. But yeah, that has nothing to do with our topic. Just beautiful campus, Just anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, but that is fantastic. I mean, you you, you know, uh, these are the stories that we want to highlight. And again, you know what? I, I, we didn't know that you went to Wellesley. You know, we didn't talk about uh, education last time. But I mean, just to go back, how was that experience? You know, being a Latino woman and you know, you from, going to Miami, the, from Miami, super diverse, and to go into lots a, of Latinos to Wellesley. Yeah, very affluent Massachusetts. private school. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, I don't even know how to put it to words. It was fascinating. And Wellesley, you have a lot of overachieving women, right? So you have mm-hmm. a lot of type A's and people who didn't have to deal with, like, I remember one year I couldn't fly back because for Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving's always very family, and because the tickets were $1,000. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. So I ended up uh, staying with a friend and celebrating a Korean Thanksgiving instead. And then I remember during when it was winter, like actually it was like 50 or 60 degrees and everybody was in their bikinis and just so excited the weather was getting warmer and I was still cold and I was like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> and then the best one was when one of my friends, uh, she was from Gross Point, Michigan, And her family was very affluent, and she was like, oh, your friend's Tanya Alvarez? And they're like, yeah. And then she was like, where is she from? Is she from Mexico? Because that's all they knew. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, she's Colombian. So from her family meeting me, they got a different perspective on the whole Spanish community. Oh, wow. Which they didn't have before. Yeah. And I just remember, um, you know, my younger brother's name's Javier, and they were like, Oh, Javier, you know, they're pronouncing it. It was just, it was fascinating. And some people in that experience end up, um, you know, unfortunately, some people can fail out of the school because they feel they're not um, included. They're not meeting people. There's a small community of uh, Latin people. I was actually on the cross country and track team. So I was able to meet friends through that. But it's a great school. Uh And it's just, there definitely needs to have, be some more support going into an environment like that. Because it's women's only, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's only yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No, it's, but you meet guys in MIT and Harvard, so we can take classes at MIT and Harvard. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So, well, anyway, so I would, I just, I just wanted to hear that story because, like, wow, you know, that that must have been quite, uh, quite an experience, you know, going from my a, a multi, multi, 
multi-ethnically diverse community as Miami. But it goes back to yeah. what Tanya was saying earlier about how resilient she was and she how she's gotten through so many things because of the support of her family and her community. Like you said, Tanya, a lot of people will probably drop out or leave the school because they just don't see themselves represented anywhere mm-hmm. and they can't find that support anywhere. And so it's just easier to leave. Mm-hmm. And even in my first business, which is an advertising and performance based marketing agency, that is a male dominated industry. Yeah. So there weren't many female entrepreneurs owning their business. Yeah. And, and not even Latinas, right? Yeah, so, no, no. Correct. That's two different ways and, and, and in which you're a minority. And how do you break into that, that business? You know, how do you, how, what were the steps that you took to, to break those barriers? Wow, there's, there's so many stories on that one. Um, trying to think of one that sums it up. It was just not just building a community very quickly. It goes back to the community and just being saying, okay, this is who I am. I'm not different than anybody else. And whatever anybody says... I guess I would say I had a chip on my shoulder. I was ready to prove. Mm-hmm. So anybody says I couldn't make it, that would just encourage me more to do it. Terca. I, I love it. Testarudas y boom. No me voy a dejar. But you know what? I, I'm the same way. When, when somebody tells me, like, you can't do this, it's like just fuel. Oh, challenge accepted. Yeah. That's yeah. Just like, like, yeah, Barney oh, from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, really? Like, you think that? Okay. Watch this. Here I come. Yeah. Watch it, yeah. So no, but I, I, I like that resilience, but also that spark. Now, Tanya, so going back to owners of, um, we want to see you know we want to see you succeed. Want to see? I know what, we've been everywhere, huh? Oh <laughs> through my marriage, to through marriage, through high school, yes. college. <laughs> but now you're like going back. I mean, th- these are the great stories that we got to highlight because then we learn where you're coming from. You know, where the founder is coming from, where, you know, where you get your fire, your inspiration, and where you were formed. You know, obviously, it's just a process. And even though she's a multi-iron man or iron woman, she <laughs> yeah. is human. I know. No, yeah. no, 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 no. No, she's superhuman. Yes, she's superhuman. Yeah. We are human. We yeah. here are human. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, where do you see owners up in the next five years? What's your what's your goal for, for the company? I want to be a place where you have all this data because right now you compare yourself to others. So I remember with um, my first company, when it was at a million, I thought I wasn't doing well because I was comparing myself to everything I read in Inc. Magazine Entrepreneur where these people were doing 20 million or 50 million annually. Oh. And uh-huh. I was just like, I didn't even know I was a small percentage. So now it's kind of like no one's really showing their numbers or how they're really spending the time. You just see what ends up happening as their success. You don't see it's kind of like that iceberg, everything that they've done to do it, you yeah. know, the habits, where they're structuring. So I want to have it very transparent and I want to have, have real data on that. Like, oh, if you're this type of business, here's where you should be spending your time. And I want it to be where it's, it's known kind of around the U.S. and getting it international. So that more people don't have to go to a corporate job and do what they love. Can you imagine a world where everybody was doing what they loved? It would be great. It would be fantastic. Yes. Yes, I I completely agree. And how do you get there? But once you get there, how do you make it happen? Uh, And making sure that you're not alone. Because I I, I keep reading that over and and seeing 
pictures and graphs, you know, how lonely. And it is true. I mean, we got friends and we got we got employees, but it's a it's a lonely road. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just you're expected if you're the only owner, you're expected to know all the answers. Yeah. 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 So how can people find you? How can they sign up? We said it was $497 a month, but those underdogs can email your champion at ownersup.com and request like the scholarship yeah. program. And, and what else can we do to help uh, as a community, as a but Latin give community? Us also, give us our, your social handle so that people can find you besides just your website. All the social handles are owners up. Okay, so perfect. Like- Excellent. That makes it easier for everybody. Yep. Okay. And right now, what I could use help in is, um, as I'm writing the book, I'm find I want to find more people who have built accountabilities or groups of like um, peer groups to help them achieve a goal. And it could just be you know, beyond the weight loss, it could be an interesting goal, like how, I don't know, any goal. Could it <laughs> What's be? an interesting goal these days? Uh, so we are sitting in a co-working space in Portland called NetSpace, and there used to be uh, a company called Bakerpedia here. They have now moved, I think they have outgrown the space, but the founder of Bakerpedia started a mastermind group called Woman Led. Um, that leads female entrepreneurs here in Portland through not as thorough as what you have built with Owners Up, but it is a tool and a resources a resource for female entrepreneurs locally to be accountable and have a network and help. Do you think that would be useful to meet up with with Lynn? Yeah, absolutely. Love okay. to hear those stories. Yeah, yeah. And, and I got a couple of other ideas. Same here from Portland. We recently had a phenomenal guest here that just moved, launched his book, Bobby Herrera. Ay, a phenomenal amazing. guy. Uh, and he, he's, he just launched his book a couple of weeks ago, and I'll, I'll recommend him to you. And, and Mara Cepeda, another great female activist uh, here in town. Uh, extremely involved with not, not only the startup community but also in the legislation. I mean, she wears yes. many hats. Amazing She's woman. another superhuman. Yes, you would. Yep. Do, the two of you. Can you imagine what these two would do together? Exactly, and that's no, what we want to do. They would solve. Just connect superhumans. Yeah. Yes. Okay, we can connect superhumans. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tanya, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and I hope you know we we will stay connected. We'll make those interests to you. And we want to keep hearing you know, what you're doing, the amazing job that you're doing, and anything that we can do to help, uh, please reach out. You know, we're always here. Uh, you know, this is episode 71. Uh, it keeps growing. We're really thankful to you guys as, as a startup founders to give us this time and this opportunity to make this forum grow. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for the amazing conversation having me here. All right, Tania Alvarez, uh, fundadora de Owners Up. Thank you so much and happy Friday, everyone. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy.
Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionist. For small businesses like yours, nothing is more valuable than real human interaction. It's why two out of three mobile web searches for those ready to buy end in a phone call to a business. Together, you and Ruby transform your phone into the sales engine it was meant to be. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com slash startupradio to sign up or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code startupruby. Tell them Claudia and Edgar sent you. You've been listening to the Latino Founder Hour podcast. El programa Latino Founder Hour es grabado en las instalaciones de NetSpace en el estudio Bigfoot Podcast en la hermosa ciudad de Portland. Our audio engineer, mixer, and podcast editor is Alain Beausoleil. Diseñador de logo, Carolyn Main. Our network logo was designed by Jessica Chan. Diseñador de sitio web, Cameron Grimes. Our production assistant is Chelsea Lancaster. Tema de música, Funning and Sunning, de Kevin McLeod. Cree en ti mismo, sueña en grande y confía en el universo, de Marta Leticia y Silvia Romero. 